Rooted in Revenue with your host today, Susan Finch. Susan Finch here, your host today for Rooted in Revenue. Well, I'm always your host on Rooted in Revenue because I'm the only host. But today (laughs) I have an in-person visitor. Linda Cohen is here. She is one of my dearest friends. She's also my neighbor. She is who I bounce ideas off of and we are constantly brainstorming together. And we are here to celebrate the launch of her latest book, The Economy of Kindness. Welcome, Linda. Ooh, thank you so much, Susan. Oh, so it's so fun here. to be in your studio. Oh my gosh, it's so, so great. Cool. So she came through my long commute. She came through the back door, <laughs> heard the dogs bark, came through the gate, and we walked into the studio. So here we are. That's awesome. No, it's so cool. Let's tell everybody a little bit about your first book. Okay. And bring them forward with how you've been spending the last 18 months yeah. with Plan B's, folks. We always are talking about Plan B. And so we're always wanting to know a way to do things better and improve and adjust. And I'm not going to use the dreaded word because I'm so sick of that word. It's been overused. <laughs> but start first with your original book briefly yeah. to catch them up on what led Perfect. to this one. So uh, I started, my first book is called 1000 Mitzvahs, How Small Acts of Kindness Can Heal, Inspire, and Change Your Life. It was really a personal journey after I lost my father to perform acts of kindness. And that came out in 2011. Okay, and that led to a lot of speaking engagements. Lots of speaking about kindness and how kindness changes us personally and what the benefits are and the health. And It really helped to launch you, though, as a professional speaker that's very sought after yeah. for so many events. And this last year and a half is no different. Yeah, yeah. 2020 was geared up to be my biggest year ever as a professional speaker. I'd been speaking for about five years in organizations and businesses around the economy of kindness. I had created a workshop that I knew would help leaders and managers elevate their culture of kindness because I had learned at that point the the benefits that it provided for employees. And yeah, 2020, kind of like everybody, was sort of a smack in the face because suddenly I wasn't traveling to speak keynote live. But pivot, I won't use the dreaded (laughs) word, Um, but, you know, created a virtual um, home studio and was able to do lots of virtual work, keynoting from my studio and uh, and and about um, a year and a half ago, I knew I was going to finally sit down and write my second book, The Economy of Kindness, How Kindness Transforms Your Bottom Line. And that's what I started working on. So it's been interesting to watch because I've had your this book in the back of my mind as you've been working on it yeah. and paying attention to what companies are doing. 100%. Right. Yeah. And the ones that are, you know, forcing their employees to go back into the office for absolutely no reason other than paranoia and control. Right. And those that are embracing looking deeper. Right. Well, I have a chapter about autonomy. There's really interesting research about how autonomy really empowers your employees. And this year, I think we were forced to do that. Lots of employers had to allow their employees to have more autonomy because they were working from home. Maybe there were new ideas that were coming up. I heard a lot of that from clients. If an employee was allowed to do something more independent and take a little ownership of something that had been never done before in their company, it really empowered them. And it made them have ownership over it and really feel proud. And so that was like a kindness practice, really, which definitely elevated the bottom line, for sure. Well, we've been having fun. Linda and I get together a couple of times a week. We do spontaneous dinners with both couples, and we just have a good time. We play. Yes, we play. (laughs) She's a joy spreader, and I love it. And we were out driving the other day, top down, sun. It was so beautiful. It was amazing. And she had me stop on this highway, oh, yeah. this small highway in town. 
because she saw a billboard with somebody that she knew. It was yeah. for a local grocery store, yep. and they were lifting up their employees. Three 50 employees, years. right? Three employees were listed. One had been working there for fifty years. One about thirty-five years, and one maybe twenty-seven years. And there was huge pictures of them. And I'm like, Susan, I have to take a picture because that woman had been in my audience in 2019, and I ended up putting the picture. It's on LinkedIn and and tagging her and sending her an email. And of course, fifty years with a company is a long time. It is, but it was a great example of a small thing. You know, they already had the billboard space. They could have put more pictures of produce and meat and other things up there, but they chose to call out three people. Right. Again, that's the economy of kindness. Right, right. And actually, the fun thing has been the comments that I've gotten on LinkedIn. People who are also employees of that company or people who have previously been employees have really loved and shouted out their company as well as one that really promoted people. So I thought that was pretty cool, too. That is cool. And that does give an opportunity. And I think people forget sometimes and companies forget once you guys invest in a new way of doing things, there is a long tail benefit. And you don't always realize it or count on it or expect it. Like you were saying in the comments, suddenly people are all talking about the great things their companies do that they work for. Right, right. Well, I've talked a lot in this book about um, your reputation of your company as a really important reason why you want to have a culture of kindness, being able to recruit great talent. So you want to be able to have a reputation. You know, there's a company, I don't know, are we allowed to name companies here? You can. Okay, well, Zappos was a company I heard about when I spoke in Las Vegas a few years ago, an online shoe company, which I actually didn't know because I didn't buy shoes. Online no, at they, that point. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, I buy my, shoes everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot who I'm talking to. But their culture was really such that it is very hard to get a job there. They have no problem getting employees because it's a fun culture and they really empower their employees to wow the customer. That's sort of their philosophy. So if you are able to recruit great talent, can you keep them? Is your company have the kind? Are you able to retain your talent because they the retention. love working? Right. And that retention for a lot of the audiences I speak to is, is huge. Folks, if you want to check out another show that we produce, and that's Market Dominance, guys, there's an episode with Helen Fanucci talking with Chris Beal, who happens to be her fiance. But they were talking about retention. And now we are not competing because there are no more borders mm-hmm. and you don't have to be in an area because the reality is knowledge workers can be anywhere and you can go for the best talent. So you're not necessarily competing with people in your same industry. You're competing with those companies that want to have good talent, period. But I would also say that opens you up. Your empl- It opens up your opportunities as yes. an employee. Where do you want to work? What company? So I think companies that have great cultures are going to be the ones that are sought after. Oh, definitely. You know, so and so sometimes it's going to be the smaller companies. Yeah. It's not going to be the huge ones, the Microsofts and some of the others. But they all have to take notice of the smaller companies that are trying to rip away these great candidates. Right. Yeah. Because all it takes is one company having more respect for their employees. Yeah, respect is a huge thing. And valuing people's times and work-life balance. And I mean, this year has really put the test to employees. How were they able to work from home, work remotely, taking care of parents, kids, everything else, you know, and how'd that work for them and how their companies. And I heard of a great company here in Portland. So we're based in Portland, a small company that I think maybe only had, I want to say 13 to 20 employees, right. but they had several who had school age children. And last fall, when we were not in school out here in Oregon, the owner heard from his employees who had school age children that that was the hardest thing, juggling that. Yeah. So their headquarters was open. It was empty. So they hired a, a teacher and the kid, people were able to drop their kids off. And have them be at their headquarters with this teacher, and they changed their like headquarters oh. into a basketball. There's like a basketball hoop in there, to so that the parents could have like six hours of unattended, you know, of of not watching their children. 
And, and that the children were being stimulated with other kids. Right, right. So that a nice was, little pod. Exactly. And that was, a, I thought that was a very cool um, kindness practice. Now, who, can you mention that company? Yeah, it's called Kinesis. Okay. Yeah, they're downtown. And uh, I don't know what's happened since then, if they've all gone back downtown. Or that's what I'm still wondering. Work. I will check in on that. I, we should. I, yeah. And that's, a, that's what I've also been curious about, too. All of you folks that adopted dogs and cats and things, and I feel bad for them because a lot of them, as some of you are forced to go back for absolutely no reason, that your poor little pets. Yeah, yeah. So how do 24 hours a day of comfort. So does that become another incentive and a kindness to you? I've heard of companies letting dogs come back to that workplace. Right. So, I mean, I don't know, you're not going to have a dog park in your workplace, but if there's a way that, you know, well-behaved dogs can be Well-behaved dogs? That wouldn't be my dogs. (laughs) No. (laughs) Maybe mine. I don't know. One of yours, maybe. One of mine. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, not mine. (laughs) My dog doesn't play well with others. So tell me some of the goals in a your dream situation world. Yeah. Even if it's we're just talking about this country, let's focus where yeah, we can in yeah. the US. How would you like to see this implemented? I would hope that managers and I've already had this happen because I've sent it out. I've it's only had it for about two weeks I know, in my I know. personhood. <laughs> um, but I have sent copies out to some of the people who wrote me, you know, wonderful testimonials, a real copy of it so they could see it. Um, And also some of the people I shared stories about. So I think that some of what I hope will be implemented is that managers or leaders who maybe just haven't thought about this. Why? Kindness is often considered a weakness. People have often said that in the 10 years I've been speaking about kindness. Right. And um, the research is beginning to show that, you know, kindness elevates people's, it, it elevates people's happiness and it decreases stress and burnout. Well, right now we are at like kind of an epidemic level of stress and burnout. So I hope that if I begin to share ideas and some suggestions for how you as a manager or leader could slightly elevate your kindness practices, I hope that people will go back to their workplaces and say, oh, it isn't as hard as I think. You know, there are simple things I could do. And in fact, I spoke a couple weeks ago and county treasurers and I had somebody just email me and he said he brought back this idea of having a kindness committee at his place of work and they already elected somebody to run it. So that was kind of exciting. I know I have a nonprofit. If some of you guys don't know, Binky Patrol, B-I-N-K-Y-P-A-T-R-O-L.org. We make blankets for kids that are ill and abused across the country, and we have about 70 chapters. We got knocked down by half with COVID. We had about 140 chapters around the country. We've been going since 96. But the ones that have hung on, they said that that is what kept them going, is being able to do for others. But I also recognize the fact, you know, and talking with you so frequently, too, has made it top of mind. I actually am paying a very young volunteer with very nice penmanship to handwrite postcards oh. to send to every chapter leader oh. telling them that they're appreciated nice yeah we well, have recognition and appreciation is huge and handwritten thank you notes usually we would email you know oh thanks for the donation here's a receipt impersonal and, and i'm sending yeah. her a picture of what it was that they donated nice. i'm just texting it to her yeah. and the label for the nice. shipping yep. for people that donate blankets and she is handwriting these beautiful notes to them and it I'm getting the lot. feedback. It does mean it a lot to a lot. them. Yeah. When I'm in an audience, and especially I've been doing this a lot during the virtual, I'll ask, what is something you've received in kindness? I share some ideas for ways you can you know, do recognition for your organization. Right. But what have you received in recognition? And people hold up things. It's been the best part about being virtual. It's like I, show and tell. Yeah. I saw a guy with like an entire basket of thank you notes. He was a long-term care administrator. And he was just so proud of this. And he oh. said, you know, on a tough day, I will go back and refer to some of these letters. And that can mean a lot, especially during COVID. 
Those you know, love notes matter. No, they do they because you really can even forget what you. Oh my gosh, I forgot I even did that. You know, right? So, so Linda is prone to getting me these <laughs> wonderful. It's called what is it? One small bouquet. Uh, one one little bunch. One little bunch of one flowers, bunch. and they just end up on my doorstep. And this woman will hang them on my doorknob, and she's so sweet. And they're the most beautiful bouquets, wow. very limited edition. Yep, limited. You get them two days a week. That's the only days you can buy them. Right. <laughs> and she does it to celebrate things with me. And it yeah. means so much. And then I'll show you another thing I got, too. Talk about show and tell. Okay, I'm let's get see it. this little box. Okay. Recently, I did a show with Interview Valet. Interview Valet helps cool. people become guests on podcasts. So you pay them. They're kind of like... I'm not going to call them a booking agent, but it's a similar service, but they match you up so well with your content, your expertise with podcasts. They do a lot of research and they keep track of it and they help you do well and they put all these packages together. Well, I had them on my show to talk about stuff and this is what they sent to me. And this was filled with cookies. It's empty. Oh, <laughs> it's empty. You made them? Oh my gosh, you're not sharing them with me? They were. That they sounds were... like a really great organization. Well, it it was very smart, and yeah. that's our show graphic. Oh. So they put that on there. They made it personalized. They totally they personalized. thanked you, and they appreciated that they were able to be a guest on you. Right. It's fantastic. And it was so unnecessary well, because they do so much for me, and yet felt so good that they did that. But I would have never expected, asked for, wondered, or anything. I was just happy that she shares the show. That's awesome. So, so that I, was that I got a mile. couple of things, too. The week, so I, I put up on Facebook, you know, my book cover. I had arrived one copy that I had. I took a picture of myself holding it. And I got two things that week from colleagues, speaker colleagues. One was this mug. Which Aww. says there's power and kindness, you know, I with like a lovely it. note. And I was like, of course I love it. I'm using it and I can, you know, have yeah. shows. But then I also got somebody took a, the picture that I had taken and put on Facebook. And she wrote me a note on that and sent that to me with a box of candy. Well, then somebody sent you recently a mask. We wore it because oh, yeah, we went to Farmer's Market. Yeah. Yep, I have. I got that during this year, too. Yeah. Another colleague. Yeah, my speaker colleagues are pretty amazing. They are. I have a lot of great ones. So, And yeah. I have great colleagues who live in the neighborhood, too. <laughs> I guess part of this call to action, folks, is, yes, buy this book, please. The Economy of Kindness by Linda Cohen. Find it on Amazon. You can find it. She's, you know, if you find her on LinkedIn, you find her on Facebook, you can find everything Linda Cohen you want to because you want to get this book. Consider it. Highlight it. Mark it up. And take the ideas back to your team to say, could we do this? Could we consider this? Or what ideas around this concept can we implement? That's been the most gratifying. I think the way people have spun it. You know, I, mm -hmm. I spoke to a credit union professional association in probably May or June, and I shared my ideas and my concept. It was all virtual. And the next week, maybe it was the next day, one of the credit union professionals in Illinois decided he wanted to write little notes of gratitude to his coworkers and a slice of tiramisu cheesecake because he's a baker. And so he wrote slices of kindness Aww. and he gave it to all of his coworkers and they all held it and he tagged me and he was just like, thank you for that idea. Because I don't think I would have thought about it. Well, he was it was so well received. He's now he's like a, at a higher level in the credit union. He's now doing it with their like twelve branches, making sure that every he's making branch, a lot of tiramisu. He's making a lot of tiramisu. <laughs> I think one time he did key lime pie. I think he's about halfway through the branches. Oh my god! But he said, and this is one thing that I do talk about in the book. There is a there's a ripple effect of kindness. There is also this feeling of joy when you are the giver of kindness, right? Definitely. And I do talk in audiences about sometimes being the recipient of kindness, especially when you're ill or when you're going through something challenging. That can be hard. But I ask people to really consider allowing 
somebody else to give to you. Because I think as human beings, we really want to give. We want to do kindness. And I don't care what media says. Right. People down deep, I think, really are givers. They are, but. But? Okay. Here's the but. Okay. The, the cynic in me. <laughs> Check your motivation. For sure. Is your motivation to get the kudos back, to get the recognition back? I know my mom taught me early on, when you give, you give quietly. Hmm. You give silently. So nobody knows that you are giving. Well, you're, yeah, you're tipping on something that's a Jewish concept. One of the highest levels of giving is giving anonymously. Yeah. Don't do and it for the kudos. Don't do it. And, it. and check it. Because if you're going to put that effort into it, make sure that you're doing it truly from the heart. And if nobody recognized you, that that would be okay. Otherwise, folks, it's a barter. Right. You are trading kindness for recognition. That's trade. That's right. barter. That's a transaction. Yeah. yeah. No, that so, isn't why you do it. You got to do it from your heart. It's got to be honest. I think that's and People true. can tell. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I wouldn't be doing it for social media purposes. Right. You've got to be doing it for my own goodness. This is what I want to do to bring joy right. to the world. Well, it's one of those things. You know, somebody had asked me, oh, are you going to post those flowers Linda gave you? It's like, no, those are my private flowers. I don't need to do that. She knows I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I appreciate it to her. Yeah. I don't need to brag about it right. and have it out there everywhere. Right. It's that line. Yeah. No. It's that line. I think giving is very intimate. Yeah, it is. It should be. And, and the recipient hopefully will receive it graciously. And intimate in that professional way, folks. Intimate doesn't always have to mean no. sexual, personal, no. romantic, or anything. Intimate just means Between quiet. Between two people. Two people. Very, and very quiet. Yeah, and when somebody um, remembers something that you did for them, it will stay with them for a long time. Right. You know, years. I have been in audiences where people remember something a manager did for them a decade ago. Those are the most amazing experiences when those come back to light and you get to share those. Once in a while, I'll post for my mom's birthday. My mom's not with me. She died in 2005 before Austin was born. But sometimes I'll post something like in remembrance. And I will have friends that I've known since preschool because of, you know, the magic of Facebook. <laughs> and they will make a comment and tell me a memory of my mom that I had no idea oh, happened. Like yeah. These quiet things that my mom did. Yeah. And That's I had, wonderful for you to hear. I had no idea. Yeah. That she touched so many of my friends' lives that sometimes I didn't even care for that friend that much. Yeah. <laughs> or I didn't hang out with them much. Your mom or or they went in and out of my life. But right. my mom saw that they needed something. That's awesome. And she took care of that. And that's kind of the mother she became too. So yes, <laughs> it's hereditary or genetic or something. Or watching, you know. Yeah, that's you Modeling. learn. Yeah, exactly. It, we learn our behaviors, what we model. So Modeling kindness for your employees is great. It will spill into your home, your mm -hmm. friendships. 100%. And even if you don't have your own kids, other people's kids, let them see how easy it is to change a life. 100%. Yeah. It does not have to be hard. No. And I would say right now, we need to call more people to be kindness catalysts. We yes. need it. This world is calling for it. So please step up and, and join join us, join yeah. me. You know, see what you can do. In the, and yes. I say the other thing is that the size of the kindness doesn't necessarily matter. No. If you think it needs to be grand, heroic gesture, that's not the case. A small, little, simple act of kindness, even done between two people, can make a huge difference. It can. Yeah. So, Linda, how can everybody find you? LindaCohenConsulting.com is where I'll be on the website. And the book, The Economy of Kindness, How Kindness Transforms Your Bottom Line, is on Amazon. 
And uh, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn, like you said about the billboard we put up the other day. I love to put up great stories. So if you want to be a little bit inspired or have an idea or two thrown your way, follow me on LinkedIn. I'm Linda M. Cohen. And it's C-O-H-E-N. And the reason why I say that is my husband said, oh, they have an H in their name. I went, what? <laughs> After all these years? <laughs> uh, what? He said, well, I just yeah. say their name. I don't yeah. spell it. Yeah. Like, oh, C-O-H-E-N. Oh, it's my like gosh. This, it's like Smith. It's a very common Jewish name. I know that. <laughs> I know that. I know. Okay. Well, great. Well, thanks for having me on the show. It was so great having you. Thank you. you. See, we can do this because we're in person. Oh, I love the hugs. So, everybody, this has been Susan Finch with Rooted in Revenue. Find us at rootedinrevenue.com. Find all of our shows at funnelradio.com in all your favorite podcast venues. Connect with me everywhere. I would love to hear your ideas, especially on this topic of the economy of kindness and what you were inspired to do. Thank you so much. Never miss an episode. Check out rootedinrevenue.com and subscribe on the site to get weekly updates of when new episodes come out. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. We want to be where you are, so go subscribe. We'll get you all the information you need to do your best with marketing of events and your online presence. <laughs>